Life Audio. Hey, it's time for Cynthia Garrett's Girl Club. I'm Cynthia Garrett, and I will be right with you in just a moment after this. Real girls, real talk, real issues, real faith. Hello, everybody. I'm Cynthia Garrett, and welcome to Cynthia Garrett's Girl Club. And um, love the promo, actually. I find myself, before we start uh, each broadcast, for those of you who are watching on live stream through Cynthia Garrett Ministries' YouTube channel, um, you know because you're seeing video. uh, And I love that promo because... It's just like a world of girls with different looks and different viewpoints and opinions who all share the same faith. That's what we are. And I love it because nothing better describes God's identity than when I look at his creation. You know, when I look at the many different kinds of people and colors of people and nations of people all around the world. I mean, I see God in all of it. And um, as with all things, you know, identity, our identity is linked to God. Who is God? What's his identity? What's his identity in your life? What's his identity in the world today? What did he create us for? What's our purpose? What's your purpose? What's your calling, you know? What are you passionate about? What are you gifted to do? I think all of these questions swirl around in the major part of the body of believers around the world's minds. And those questions certainly swirl around in the minds of people who are unbelievers. You know, um, it's just where are you finding your answers? That, that becomes the big difference maker. We, as believers in Christ, find our answers at the foot of the cross. We find our answers in the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the God-man, God-made man, God in the flesh, you know, Um, and we're led by his Holy Spirit, the gift that we were given when Jesus returned to his Father in heaven. You know, it's 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 beautiful what we learn about in the Gospels, the, the story of God's identity. But more than anything, what strikes me is that it's the story of his love for us, his people. And uh, joining me today for <laughs> these contemplative conversations, whether you're listening on podcast or watching on live stream, uh, you know my tribe here, if you're a regular. And um, it's always cool when it just boils down to two of us, because sometimes the conversations get even fuller. So joining me today as as, uh, part of the Girl Club tribe, part of our family here, one of my regular co-hosts is Christina Reynolds. She's a talented singer and songwriter. She's an amazing dancer and has a 
TikTok site called Shuffle Mamas <laughs> that for those of you who think you're too old to dance your 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 took us off, you're not. You're, not. <laughs> you're definitely not. Now she's young, but she's always very inspiring of those of us older than her that we can do it too. And um Listen, even if you can't do it, I got to tell you, you just have great fun watching, like the millions of people around the world who watch her all the time. So what's up, Christina? You're, you're, oh, I'm <laughs> in California. I know you're in California. <laughs> I can't believe it. We actually, uh, guys, we, we missed each other this week. Christina and her husband and family got to California for their annual sabbatical for a few weeks. And we were getting on a plane as they were landing to come back to Nashville. But I, I will tell you this, um, Christina, we have one thing in common right now. It's raining and gray in both places. <laughs> I know. Like, weather. Oh, it's <laughs> the so sad. I know. I know. But you'll get the sun, hopefully. Next week, I think. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Well, well, that's good. We're supposed to have a sunny day tomorrow and then it's back to, it's back to rain. So as soon as I can probably get back to California and take a little sun break. I will at least, at least while you're still there so I can see you. Yes, please. Yeah. So while everybody's kind of, uh, piling in here on the live stream, I, I just want to welcome you guys. And I, I want to get, I want to tell you to get your comments ready. Um, we love to hear from you and, uh, we want to shout you out on live stream while we're talking. Our podcast audiences all around the world love to hear your feedback, your comments, your questions, um, because Girl Club is as much live and interactive as it is your place to express yourself. Uh, some of you have been sending in videos in response to the 21-day challenge that we started the year with, and that challenge is still going on. Uh, I highly, highly recommend that you give yourself 21 days of affirming your identity, you know, because the more that you know about what God says about you, the better off you will be to walk in your calling and in your purpose in this world. And um, so Christina, before we dive in today, I, I just, you know, I thought, well, let's check in and see how your weekend was and, and uh, what's going on. I saw Jesus Revolution this weekend. Yeah, I almost saw it. The only reason why we didn't see it was because we had our kids and I wasn't sure if they were ready for watching drug use or how to explain that. So I was like, we'll wait until yeah. later. So, so I'll give you sort of a mom's review. Um, okay. So, uh, so like, okay. So for those of you who don't know and wherever you are in the world, if Jesus revolution is not going to open in theaters near you, the way it's opened here, then you got to go online, you got to find it, and you got to stream it, you got to watch it. And listen, I come from a, a Hollywood background. There it is, Jesus Revolution. That is the, the uh, billboard. And some of you who watch The Chosen will recognize the actor from The Chosen who plays Jesus because he's playing Jesus in Jesus Revolution. You know, I guess if it works, you keep on working it. But I got to tell you, so I... Okay, so I didn't know what to expect going into it, Christina. And I'm I'm because my background is, you know, in right. some pretty film. yeah, film and television at a very high level. I didn't really know what to expect because I mean, I'm just going to be real. Sometimes Christian films can be cheesy and they're not written so well and they're not acted so well all the time. So, you know, I thought, well, I want to go and support. I'm curious, but the reason why I wanted to go and support is because my husband went through uh, 
a good part of the Jesus movement in California. And Chuck Smith, who's the one of the main three men in the film, um, was his mentor and close friend until he passed away. And uh, Greg Laurie, um, who's in it, and Lonnie Frisbee, these are guys that my husband did ministry with for years. And um, he came into this movement. And um, so he he's sort of been my link to the history of the Jesus movement. And he has a lot of friends who were all a part of this movement and very integral. And each one of them could have a movie made about each one of them from their point of view. But I just got to tell you, you know, the point of view here is really a lot about Greg Laurie, um, who was a young teenage boy when he was baptized um, by Lonnie Frisbee and, and Chuck Smith became a big figure in his life. And so for those of you who know the Jesus movement and who are familiar with a lot of the figures, like, don't go into it like, you know, going, oh, why didn't they talk about this person? Or why didn't they talk about that person? Because honestly, because every, every person could be a movie. And in order to make a movie, you have to figure out the story you're telling. And I think a large part of the story being told here is, is Greg's, Greg Laurie's story. He's a massively big pastor in California and the Harvest Crusades are a big deal. And he has become everything that was prophesied about him as a young man. Um, and it's amazing. It's just an amazing, beautiful film. And I got to tell you, it was not cheesy. Uh, it was written really well. And I'm sure the Christian haters out there in film critic land are going to find all the reasons they can to hate on it. But let's just, let me just tell you, none of them, I dare say, none of them has the taste that I have or the level of quality expectations that I have. And I give it a 100% absolute thumbs up. It is a really well-made movie. It is an incredibly well-acted movie. And you know, that's a lot. Like if the mm -hmm. acting's not good, you can, you know, but the it's acting's bad. <laughs> it's right. But the acting is great. It's great. And the writing is great. And there are some lines that are so powerful, you know, some truths that are in the film. And, and I got to tell you, there is an anointing on this film, like no other Christian film I've set in front of for a long, long time. And the last time I started weeping 30 minutes into a movie was when the Holy Spirit started speaking to me in a film called Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey, secular <laughs> movie, right? Secular movie. But God started speaking to me about the way that he speaks to us in the earth. And I was wrecked. This film, literally minutes in, there's this anointing. And I hate to use the word love, Christina, because it can sound so cheesy, like, but it was an anointing of the love of God that just poured through every frame of the movie. And wow. I can't, I have not been able to talk about it without crying. Like, and, and someone was telling me, I haven't YouTubed the Kelsey Grammer who plays Chuck Smith. Haven't YouTubed his interview yet on the Today Show, I think it is. Um, but I hear that he keeps weeping in his interviews and, and wow. Listen, that's not a, it's not a coincidence, guys. It's, it's not a coincidence. There's, there's a move of God on the film. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's an anointing on it. And cause I got hit with the same thing and I keep getting hit with it, but it's like in, in every moment where the answer that is offered 
to a situation is Christ. It's like, I don't know why it's so simple, but it's so deep. And you're just like wrecked by the reality that what the world needs today is the love of God. And, and in the seventies, when young people were so lost and they were looking for truth in free sex, drugs, you know, and rock and roll, they were looking for the answers. You know, they were, they were trying to find the answers because they were looking at the world system, knowing that it was lying to them, even though they couldn't prove it. And it just hit me so deeply that that's what's going on in the world today, that mm. we're looking at the world around us. We're looking at our countries and we know they're lying to us. We know our political leaders are lying to us. They're even lying to us about their faith for Pete's sake, because you will know them by their fruit, right? And the fruit of what I see from most political leaders is not the fruit of the spirit of God. And it's so powerful because I see it today. Young people are looking for the answers in mutilating their identities, in drugs, and in sex. You know, do a sex video, make yourself relevant, get famous. Maybe that'll make you feel better about yourself. And I see the same lies. And I found myself sitting there praying deeply that God would release a move again today, just like he did then, that revival would come to America and that it would sweep across the earth this time, just like it did in the 70s during the Jesus movement. And and all of a sudden, I realized that it's probably not a coincidence that this movie has come out right now. And I believe that this year in 23 is going to be the year of Jesus. It's going to be the year of Jesus showing up in people's lives all around the world and offering you the choice. And you get to make the choice of what you want to do with the love that he's offering you. It's love, you know, and, and, and Chuck opened up his world, you know to the love of Christ as he was opened up to the love of Christ through these undesirable people that no one really wanted to be near. You know, people looked at the hippies and thought they needed a bath. You know, by the time I come along, you know, I Lenny and I, we couldn't wait to dress like hippies. It became a fashion movement for us, you know, years later because they looked cool, you know, and uh, I'll never forget, like we walked around in our bare feet and, you know, we tried to emulate this, what the hippie culture looked like to us, but it was a fashion identity. It had nothing to do with a real connection to the lost spirits of, of young people, you know, all over this country. Mm -hmm. And um, just the depth of the movie is really, you know, it's really powerful. It's really powerful. And, you know, Christina, you mentioned before we started today, just about what's going on on college campuses now in America that started in right. Kentucky at Asbury. Mm -hmm. And it makes me wonder, like this, there, there's no coincidences with God, you know? So you, yeah, power of a virtuous woman says, yes, look at the Asbury revival that's been happening, opening up revival to the younger generation. Yes. Like, mm -hmm. and it's spreading to other college campuses, you know? Right. Um, ro yeah. Roger and I are actually trying to figure out when this week or next week we can jump in the car because we're like three, three and a half, four hours. Yeah, well, right. there's one happening in Nashville as well. Is it really? Lee University? Yeah, there's one happening in Tennessee. Uh, one, there's a university right near you where oh, they're wow. also having worship. 
just, you know, what I love about what you said is that you're, you're saying as watching the Jesus movement movie, you're like, the answer was so simple. It was Christ, you know? And you're like, well, I don't know why it's so powerful. It's hitting me. That's Christ. And I think it's because after, I mean, for so many years, we've tried to come up with strategies and programs and um, conferences and, you know, book studies, which are all good, you know, to remedy the fact that, you know, the younger generation doesn't want God and is so broken, you know, and what I love about just what's been happening all over our country on college campuses is that God has been awakening worship. It has been, it, Jesus has been the main character. It wasn't it, like, I even heard stories of, you know, big leaders and um, like going to like Asbury and stuff and, and Asbury being like, we welcome you to come and be a part just being be part of the crowd but no one was asked to preach there was not one figurehead that was asked to speak like Jesus remained the main character and the center of it all and I think that's what's been hitting me is that you know we've been talking a lot about identity the brokenness of like our generation and the next generation and then the generation after that and it can feel so hopeless but I just in one night just after one chapel in like a stuffy chapel at Asbury college god released the worthiness of jesus and and, and it, it hasn't been about healings it hasn't been about the working of miracles or power it's simply been the worthiness of jesus and that is something at the house of prayer that's the reason why the house of prayer even exists it is we do it because he's worthy we're joining in with the everlasting eternal song of heaven we're like trying to pull heaven down to earth so that Jesus can have a resting place here. And the fact that God would do it in Gen Z, I'm just like, come on, all of our talks, all of our strategies, what, what kind of cool thing can we do to like, you know, draw young adults? We don't have to do anything like God in a moment can just reveal himself and awaken a whole generation to worship him nonstop. And that's, that's a testimony. Like it's even, it's like blowing up on TikTok. You're, you're hearing all these young adults going, we just want to worship. We just want to worship him. He's worthy. He's worthy. And, and these little snippets of I'm watching of like all these young adults singing, you know, worthy is worthy is the lamb who was slain for hours on end. Cause that's like, what else can you say? That's who he is. I am so encouraged. Things are happening in Huntington beach in um, in Santa Monica here in California. Mm -hmm. I, I hear there's going to be a really huge stadium event. Oh gosh, I forget what it's called, but there's a lot of things happening for mm. the younger generation in places that you would just be like, well, there's, there's no hope for them. Yeah. It's all going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. But God's like, no, no, it's so easy for him. So I'm excited. I'm so, yeah. I love it. When we've been talking, Cynthia, about how we've been so burned within the church because of just rock star Christianity. Um, building Christians, building their own kingdom, this and that, which is, you know, we're all susceptible to that, but to see Jesus alone be exalted and adored yeah. and praised. I'm like, that sets me on fire. That, that excites me. Cause I'm like, this is how it should be. And it's like you said, Cindy, it's simple. It's just yeah. Christ, you know, and he's yeah. doing it. And he's doing it. Yeah. It, it makes me think of the scripture. You know, if I be lifted up, you know, I will, if my name be lifted up, I will draw all men to me. You know, yeah. it's, it's, and, and Anna, if you can find it, you can put the site on screen for those of you watching and I'll shout it out for those of you listening on podcast, but it is really true. It's like, 
we forget that the only thing that has to happen is that his name is lifted up. He's responsible for drawing all people to mm-hmm. him. And look what he's doing. You know, it's, 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 and it, it's really when you encounter the very real palpable spirit of God, you can't help but sit in his presence and weep. You, you know that there's a worthiness that he has that you don't have, yet he's still blessing you with his presence. You know, he's still loving you with his, John 12, verse 32. Yeah. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me, you know, and I love that scripture because it is just that simple. You know, I got to tell you, it made me, when we walked out of the theater last night, I looked at Roger and I said, how much would it be to, to rent a great big tent and put it out on the land? And he's, and he goes, it wouldn't cost that much money. Now, when you see the movie, you'll, you'll understand what I'm talking about because in the early days, you know, a lot of the pastors, especially when the Calvary Chapel, you know, part of the whole Jesus movement got so big, they couldn't fit in a church, you know, so they started meeting in tents and, and I literally was like, I just want to, I just want to put up a tent and, you know, have a weekend of just, let's just you know, have one big girl club invitation to lift the name of Christ up and, you know, and praise and worship and the gospel and have nothing except an expectation that what he's pouring out around the world, he might pour out in that tent, you know, through us. And um, it's just so deep, you know, when I, I, I really, I, I, and, and then you look at the characters and Everybody was shaken out of their comfort zone. You know what I mean? And even Chuck Smith, who had been a pastor for a long time, and and the other people in his church, the other churchgoers, I mean, they were so uncomfortable looking at these hippies. You know, they were like, well, they stink and they're barefoot and they're they're getting the, the carpet dirty and they're 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 chewing gum in church and and it's like all of this stuff that you're going to see that it's funny, but you're also going to be wrecked by the depth of like how completely ridiculously shallow that the actual church body of Christ can be a lot of the times. And a move of God is, it's usually always messy. And, and, Mm. you know, and I mean, he came here for the sick, you know, the sick and the broken. I mean, you get a gathering together of sick and broken people, and I'm sorry, but the rugs are going to get dirty, you know, like, you know, right. stuff is going to be messy. But I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it really, it was really, it's going to inspire you a lot, Christina, when you see it, because I know your heart. And, and for those of you who are listening now, you know, I, I, I think the reason why anybody really becomes a, a fan of Girl Club is is, be, is because there's something about the authenticity and the realness that we just don't know how to be any other way, you know? And I think there's something about our journeys in Christ and your journeys in Christ that is so uh, yearning of the the actual power of God more than anything else, you know? And um, more than any career, more than any 
anything more than any gathering, more than books sold or records sold. It's, it's, mm. it's just, it's, it's gotta be about that. You know, and there, there's a scene where one of the characters, um, and I don't want to say too much cause I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, but one of the characters, and when you guys all see it, we'll have a good talk about it. But, um, one of the characters basically walks out, you know, of, of the first encounter with this service. And he's like, and, and, you know, a girl that he likes goes after him and, and she's like, what are you doing? And he, and he's crying and he's like, I can't, I can't do this, you know? And she's like, but why? I mean, you know, basically we've been searching for truth in acid tabs and drugs. And I mean, I guess, you know, if it was today, it would be, you know, we've been searching for truth in the Kardashians and designer clothing and fentanyl and meth and, you know, alcohol, right. And sex and, and, and haven't found it. Maybe this is it. And he goes, no, you don't understand. I can't do it because if this isn't real, I can't deal with, with it. I, I, I could, I can't, if, if this is not real, I can't deal with the rejection or the abandonment again. And that was such a deep moment because I think that that was at the core of my very being. And I think most believers, that's the deep, dark place that lives down inside that causes us to relate to the man who said, Lord, I believe only help my unbelief. It's that place that says I've been dropped I've been hurt. I've been broken. I've been disappointed before. And if I'm disappointed by this that offers itself as ultimate truth, I'm destroyed. I can't recover, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and he makes the decision to trust it, you know? And, um, and I have to say, um, I think his trust has been affirmed a million times over you know, and you'll get it, you know, when you see the film. But I think for us, understanding God's resume in our lives where he's proven himself trustworthy is one of the most important things that we can do to root ourselves in our identity and in his identity, you know, because if we know that he is faithful, because we have seen him be faithful and have experienced him be faithful, then we know who we are. We know we're okay. You know, mm-hmm. we're the, we're, we're, we're those to whom he is faithful, <laughs> you know? So we're okay. the faithful, you know? Yeah. And it says that we're hidden in him. So our identity, the fullness of it can only be found if we are searching him out, getting to know him. Like you said, knowing his faithfulness, knowing the more that we get to know of him, the more that, we become solidified in who we are. Yeah. And I, I love this journey that we've been on for um, identity because I feel like the last few years of just so much pain, you know, we've all shared of just the pain that we've been going through and the stripping of just the parts of us that God's like, no more, that's not you. Be done with that. Um, all of us, you know, as we've been hearing also from you ladies who are watching, it's been a serious season of God going no more, no more. Stop believing that, you know, stop holding on to that as, as your identity, as your, the definition of who you are, all of that. And as we've hit coming to 2023, I felt such a breakthrough in um, just that place of identity. And it's crazy because 
it's not like I'm sitting here going, well, this is who I am and I know now. It's almost like a peace, an absolute peace and and an inability to be moved by outer circumstances. Yeah. And I've been having a taste of that, you know, just the last few months. And it's been so beautiful because it's also a place, it's a place of confidence and it's a place of humility. It's interesting. There's a going low with also not shying back from who you are. And I can only, I mean, all of that is only due to Jesus yeah. being so faithful and so committed to bring forth who I am and bring forth all of you, you know, in that. And it's amazing to me, this whole journey of identity. And I feel so encouraged for just like this next generation. You know, I feel so encouraged because he's so, he's relentless. He's zealous. He's passionate. He's a covenant God. It's not just like, oh, I kind of like you. I guess we'll get this thing done. Like, no, he's, he has literally covenanted himself to humanity. Yes. And And yeah. And it's like, the 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 movie reminded me of that like oh right while fox news and cnn are arguing with each other and while political leaders are making promises they never can fulfill much less intend to fulfill and while people are you know starving and can't buy a house or food and while all of this is going on oh yeah right we have a covenant with God who created the heavens and the earth and what is his cannot be taken away. And he reached into the middle of the mess of the seventies in our nation. I mean, there was Vietnam, there was war, there were, there, there, there were crooked politicians there, you know, Watergate, the different scandals. It's, it's literally like a mirror of today that was all going on. And, and the youth were like, Oh my gosh, you know, they're having free sex and free love and they're dropping drugs and acid and all, and they're on these trips and whoa, and they're homeless and they're lost and all the identity crisis was going on. And then God went, yeah, okay. All right. It's time for me to release my spirit. And all he had to do was release his spirit on the words that maybe a lot of pastors had spoken for a long time, but it wasn't backed up yet with his revival call, his revival power, with the awareness that we got to stop thinking it's about us and the way that we do things and the way that we perform on platforms, right? Talk about big church, you know, and it's about the spirit of God empowering a move and deep crying out to deep you know, it inside of his children and we're his children, you know, and we're his children. And, um, you know, this is a, maybe a good spot to, you know, bring in you guys. A lot of you guys have been faithful to write in your videos, um, to send in your videos, uh, while you've been doing the identity challenge. And for those of you, especially my regular members, you know, please like send us a video in response to the identity challenge or with a question you might have or a breakthrough that you might be having. I want to make you guys a part of what's going on. I want to play those videos, you know, um, while we're on live and address them and address you. And I want to give a face to girl club members around the world. So I want your face, you know, 
so that, and your heart and your soul and your spirit and what God is doing in you. So I really want to encourage you, send in your video, try to keep it, you know, under two minutes and then shoot it into hello at CynthiaGarrett.org. And it could be your thoughts again on the identity challenge or just your thoughts about God in the earth today. So this video is from Mish Watkins. And I, Anna, if you would cue the video, I'd love to play it and then kind of just wrap with you a little bit about this particular scripture from this part of the identity challenge, Christina, because I think it really punctuates what we're talking about. Hi, everyone. Uh, this was actually yesterday's reading, but it's really blown me away. And I've been thinking and meditating on it really ever since. And for me, it was day 15, which is Ephesians uh, chapter 2, verse 10, uh, where it says, um, I am God's workmanship created anew in Jesus to do his work that he planned beforehand that I should do. And I think what blew me away about this was it meant I was born with a purpose. And although I've screwed my life up big time and been married and divorced twice and goodness knows what else, my faith has just got stronger and stronger. Um, and I understand more and more, Cynthia, about my identity being in Jesus. I was born as God wanted to me, me to be. And then I went off track and got it all wrong, trying to do my own thing. And I feel I'm coming back to God and I've got my, I'm getting my identity more in God. And I have a purpose. Um, I'm not sure what that is yet. Possibly as I'm much older, it's perhaps to be a mentor for younger people because I've lived through quite a lot and my faith has never left me. In fact, it's got stronger. Possibly it's helping the gallery that I run to help new emerging artists. And maybe it's to give them a chance to be a blessing for other people. Maybe it's a chance to talk to these artists about my faith. I don't know, but I understand this first and it really hit home with me and I'm still processing it today. Thank you. Thank you, girls. See you next week. Bye-bye. Oh, that she takes my breath away, you know, just with the beauty of her love of God. You know, it's it comes through in all of Misha's um, comments, you know, and videos. And I just, this, that scripture, you know, for we are created, you know, we're God's workmanship. We're his masterpiece, right? Um, and I love that Mish runs an art gallery for new artists yeah. because I would imagine the depth of that really hits her like it hits me and probably you as a creator, a creative person. Like we know how we feel about what we create. We usually create it to impact, to do good, right? So imagine that God created you, Christina, me, Cynthia, you know, you. Pamela, power of virtuous woman, P new, like whoever you are, who's, who, you know, who's watching, I, I can see some of your names right now, right? Donna, imagine that God created you, but he also created you with a purpose in advance. 
with good works that he already has for you to do. Like, if you don't know that you have a purpose, you'll never know that you have a purpose. And the thing I think that we all struggle with is, okay, we hear that. And then we, we, we connect with God in the spirit and we, we believe him, right? We, we know that it sounds true. Okay. I feel the power of God telling me this is true, but then we don't know what it is. We're not at the place of the knowing yet. You know, some of us are not as clear. Like I know a part of my purpose. I know a part of my purpose was always to be able to use the voice God gave me and the skill set God gave me for, you know, speaking and sharing truth. And, you know, this medium, you know, the media, you know, being able to use my voice and and always wanting to use it to share the, the gospel, the truth of God to share things that powerfully help people live happily and authentically, you know, in their identity. And, um, but there are still a lot of times where I'm still going, I'm not sure, you know, what my purpose is or why I'm here, God. I'm not, I'm not sure that I'm there where I think I'm supposed to be. I don't know, you know, and uh, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one who feels that way, but you're not the only person that feels that way. I, I feel like most people feel that way, especially through different, yeah. especially through different seasons, you know, like I'm sure you were really, you knew full board what you were doing when you were in something that was going strong. Right. And we get yeah. to these lulls where it's like, well, but what am I supposed to be doing? And then that's when, you know, the confusion yeah. and the doubt comes. And I don't know, like, I, I really do love this because I love this verse because it takes the pressure off of us to know exactly what we're supposed to do and to walk in exactly what we're supposed to walk in. Cause clearly God knows if we are in alignment with him, if we're in communication with him, it's amazing how he just opens up those doors and leads us through them. You know, and I think that's <clears throat> a part of the peace that I've been feeling now into my mid thirties, you know, in my twenties, I was like, but what is it? What am I meant to do? Like, and, and my only gauge of like how I'm doing are the metrics and as comparison with the right. person next to me, which is stupid because right. I'm not supposed to be like that person, you know? And now after mm -hmm. going through so much pain of that, just again, that stripping off of my identity, all of the lies, all of the things that were crutches that were word curses or, you know, what all of that stuff that God never meant for me to live in. Now mm -hmm. there's just this peace that, okay, I don't have to be striving for anything. And I don't have to be, it's not that you don't take action. If you're, you know, that's not what I'm saying, but I know that in the Christian world, you can be like in desperation, going, but what am I meant to do? What is my calling? And there can be so much stress and anxiety on it. Um, but he is so able, not only is he able, he actually cares more about you walking in your identity and in your purpose than you could ever be because he made you and right. his purpose for you is greatness in his kingdom, you know? And I think once I flipped it and once I was going, oh my gosh, you care more about this than I could ever. And, and as I've like in so much pain and in grieving, I've surrendered to the Lord, these big things, these big dreams mm. that have like even died over the years, he's been slowly resurrecting, resurrecting the true parts of myself that I actually killed. Yeah. I think I told you guys like a month ago, all of a sudden God gave me these lyrics for this song where 
the lyrics are almost morbid because I was like, oh, I'm digging up the body that I buried in the backyard. Yeah. And it was me, you know, now he's been like resurrecting me. And um, now there's such a peace. There's just this, okay, I don't have to know. But then he's also showing like what he's capable of. And even just like this, this awakening on college campuses, then he'll give us a little, a little peek into his, his ability, what's he's, what he's capable about, his values. And you're like, that's way bigger than our inflation crisis, than all these different agendas that are trying to tear down our families in America. You are greater than, like yeah. you can do far more than I ever could in my little, my little tiny peanut size of like understanding and wisdom. And I've been seeing God move in my life. And, and it's only come from that, through that pain of just ah, getting rid of all that stuff that is not me that, and it hurts to get rid of it because I thought, oh, well, this is my identity. This is what makes me feel good about myself. This is what I tell people when they ask me what I do. Ah, it goes so deep. Anyway, oh, I feel like I'm just rambling. Yes. Now, but. <laughs> no. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I totally get that. I remember when, you know, I, I had the moment where I got on my face and I counted the cost. You know, the scripture, I counted the cost, counted it all as loss for the excellency, the joy of knowing Christ. So I was like, okay, God, that's it. If you have to, you know, remove this career, remove the people in my life, mm -hmm. change everything around me, take the cars, take the, take the houses, take, take it. I just want to know that I am in your will. I just want to know that I'm doing the things that are a part of the purpose for which you created me. And I wanted to know him more. And I, and I wanted my son to know him. So I had that moment, right? And then I remember for years, for years after, I was like kind of lost in my mm. identity because it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Then, you know, when people say, what are you doing? My whole life, the question was what television show I'm working on. You know, it, it was always what I was doing and what I was doing was always exciting, you know? Right. And so all of a sudden it's like, what are you doing? Uh, well, I'm being a wife and a mom. I'm not sure yet. That's when we I, met. Remember, Cynthia? Yeah, yeah. I remember. And and then of yeah. all places, God puts you in the most boring place in the world, Kansas. Yeah. Kansas. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but, it, but, oh my God, but Christina, and I'll lose it over this. You have no idea how much I pray to have a replica of that experience in Kansas again, where... God allowed our home to be a part of revival and to see all of these college kids come to faith in our home and to meet you and all these people that were aligned with the same mindset, the same heart, the same desire for revival of the soul, you know, mm -hmm. and um, gosh, and it's, and, and he had to do, I mean, I had to be there, you know, and it, I, I mean, wow. And I'm so grateful for that, but yeah, I mean, the, that eventually overtook the sort of need to say, I'm working on this or I'm working on that. And just when I got yeah. to a total peaceful place about, uh, I am working on whatever God tells me today. And I, and I knew that I was in a season of intercession. So I knew that my prayers and the, my, the hours I would spend in my prayer room praying for whomever the Holy Spirit dropped in my spirit, I knew that was really important, right? And I, and, and I, was, I was confident in where I was. 
And then God started undigging the dead body in the backyard again and talking about <laughs> TV again. And, and then it was like, wait, no, no, I don't need that. Like I'm finally delivered of that. Like, oh, really? You know, right. and honestly, I know why he had to do that. And I realized it's not because he buried the gift. He killed the body that was carrying the gift so that the right body could carry the gift. He mm. needed me to be what he created me to be, not what I was falling into creating me to be right. through years in the secular world and through friends and through words put on me and expectations put on me by other people, not him. He needed to kill the body that the world created so that the real body that he created, the real workmanship called Cynthia Garrett, could carry the gifting that he gave me to carry. Wow. I think I just yeah. realized that right now. Whoa. Thank you, Holy yeah. Spirit. Because seriously, so like, yeah, like, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't carrying it the right way. I wasn't, yeah. you know? And so, yeah. And also because I would have never been content to just right. be here on a live stream. I may secular network television girl. You know, I work, my identity was wrapped up in, oh, I have a show on HBO. Oh, I have a show on NBC. Oh, I have a show on ABC. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm that. I think there has to be a contentment with, okay, I'm being faithful with a little right now. And I know the scripture mm -hmm. says, if you're faithful in small things, he will make you ruler over much. I don't know. Okay, cool. But I don't have an I don't I don't have a a need that drives me to be ruler over everything the way I was driven to be ruler over everything as a little as a younger woman and a mm. and a girl living with her faith in the trunk of the car. Mm. Yeah, you know what's what you said about I need a different body to carry the gifting that God gave me. I don't back in like two thousand was it two thousand three years ago or two years ago all of us were talking about how the Lord was speaking just about butterflies and how a caterpillar, when it wraps up in a chrysalis away from the world, what happens is it starts feeding on its own flesh. Everything gets dissolved. Everything except it's like it's organs that it needs vital to survive. Other than that, the entire body gets dissolved and it actually feeds on itself. It sounds kind of intense. But in that process, a new body is created and it grows and it grows wings. It grows I mean, this beautiful pattern on its wings, it grows this ability to fly. And yeah. that makes sense. Like when you're grounded, like as this little caterpillar, like your reach and your ability to, your influence is very small. Not only that, but you're not really influencing anybody. You're just consuming. You're consuming leaves, you're consuming plants. And it isn't until you become a butterfly and you are struggles through that chrysalis to get out. Are you able to fly and you're able to pollinate? You become, you become, a creator, you help to, you help to create at that point, your influence grows very wide. I think monarch butterflies will fly like thousands of miles. I mean, I, I, someone, you know, Google this, I'm, I'm just throwing out numbers here, but they, they will fly across the earth hmm. to go reproduce. And, and that's what I'm just like being reminded of that, the picture of the butterfly and that pain of death in the secret place, but how it's really unto just it's it's not even a resurrection. It's almost like a like that whole like you become a new creation, you know, yeah. unto what you're able to influence and impact. Um, so that's so beautiful, 
you know, here's the thing though, to remember it's, it doesn't feel pretty. It doesn't feel fun. It's extremely painful. And I think that's, what's so like enlightening to me is that that process of death, it's like, though it's totally, it's really internal. It's so painful to really yeah. die to my ego, die yeah. to this fake version of myself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But the the other side, you know, I just keep thinking the word peace. There's just this peace and this flow that comes with being in line with him. You can see yeah. my daughter keeps popping it. I know. She's so cute. I know. She that's okay. Nikki's in the back. Nikki popping in on your background is a lot better than me, str- <laughs> than me struggling with the, these earphones that are not my you know, AirPods, because <laughs> on this computer, I'm usually on uh, wires. But yeah, Christina, you know, it's really, it's really interesting, you know, because when I look at the impact that I guess, you know, you start as a young person and you have like, I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to change the world and I want right. to and I want to and I want to and I want to. I, 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 a lot of, I wanna, right. And, um, and, uh, and then it becomes, you know, as you mature in your relationship with Christ and in your knowledge of who God is, and then in your knowledge of who God is in your life and in the lives of others. And, and you humble yourself, you know, in the eyes of the Lord, like Salumbra wrote a, a moment ago on screen, right. When you humble yourself in his sight, he will lift you up. But when you, when you start to get there, it becomes, okay, God, what do you want to do? I want to do what you want to do. I want to do what you want to do. And now I realize that the desperate cry of my life is, it's like Lonnie Frisbee's, which you'll see when you watch Jesus Revolution, there's a moment where he's by himself. And he's, I mean, he's inconsolably crying out to God. He's just begging God, please use me, God. Please use me. Please use me. Don't abandon me. Please use me. And I mean, that just struck me so powerfully, you know, for all of us today. Is the desperate cry of your heart, God, please use me? Because if it is, then I believe that you're on the precipice of the greatest season of your life. Because if you, if all you desire is to be used by God, he will use you. Mm. He will use you, you know? And I look at these young people pressing in for revival, pressing in for God to intervene in not just their lives, but in our world today. And I know he will answer them. And it gives me great hope for this nation to think that on college campuses, revival is breaking out. Prayer is happening and nobody can stop it. People won't stop coming to start to, they get there and they're encountering the power of God and just weeping for days on end. Like wherever you are in whatever country you're listening to us from or watching us on live stream from, I, I listen, if you're connected to a university, go start something. Go start something. Go start it in your home. Go start it on a campus and then give us a praise report because God's pouring out right now. And mm-hmm. and and when he's pouring out, it it isn't just for some. It's for everybody. 
He doesn't have a favorite child. That's the amazing thing. Like, you know how he makes each of us feel like we're the only one he sees and we're totally special (laughs) and we're so favorite. Guess what? He feels that way about all of his kids. So to me, if he's pouring out in Christina's home, he can pour out in mine. And if Mm. he's pouring out on a college campus in, in Kentucky or in Nashville or California, he can pour out in South Africa. He can pour out in England. He wants to. I think he's just waiting for somebody to sound the alarm, to go set the atmosphere, to go create the moment, to go pitch the tent. Hmm. You know? Yeah. 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 Donna just writes, I think God used me last week. Two people came to me that needed prayer. One I knew the other didn't. Yeah, I would have to say if you felt led to pray for anybody, it was God using you. Sis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, cause True. yeah, especially for someone else, because usually, you know, when it's what, usually our prayers revolve around ourselves, you know, and not that that's True. a bad thing. You know, he knows that we're in need of whatever it is that we're in need of or that we have desires for whatever it is that we desire. But I think when our prayers shift to other people and when other people start asking us to pray for them, it's because somewhere in your heart, you said, God, use me. I'm willing to be your vessel. You know, let's be willing vessels. Yeah. And getting together and worshiping and exalting the name of Jesus never hurts anything. So there's only power in that, whether or not he draws a hundred people or it's just you and your family or it's just you by yourself that's powerful and that shifts the atmosphere like I think that's something that I mean especially being a part of the house of prayer for so long so many years you know you can you can get it gets really wearisome and you and you start to think is this doing anything like is this like uh, you know and whatever yeah that's just a it's a hardship when you give in for you know 24 7 for like 20 plus years of like just Mm -hmm. exalting the name of Jesus and giving your life to intercession, praying for revival like this, like this to me is like the Jesus, the Jesus um, movement movie. Um, what's happening in college campuses that's even happening in Israel right now. Um, it just makes it all so worth it. It just energizes me to yet again go, oh my gosh, it, is, it has never been in vain for me to worship you, for me to cry out for the purposes of your heart. Like yeah. he'll do it, you know, yeah. so yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's never been in vain, Christina. Never. I mean, even in my own life, when I think about the power of this of your song, "You Are My Great Reward," how that was such a beautiful, like it, that song carried me through such a, mm-hmm. a season. Just in when I got to Kansas, and you know, changing my life, and and finding this beautiful place where all of a sudden he was my great reward. Like, I mean, no, it's never in vain. You know, nothing we do for the Lord is ever in vain. Everything else that we do outside of the Lord, 99% of it, guys, I'm telling you is in vain. You know, I don't even, I don't even remember half the TV shows I actually hosted myself. I don't remember them. I can barely remember the people I co-hosted them with if I had a co-host and I can hardly remember the people that worked on the shows unless it was a bad experience with someone, you know, mm-hmm. isn't it crazy? Yeah. Like I can't tell you who was nominated for an Oscar last year. Oh, oh okay. I, I, re- I remember. No, no <laughs> I, I do remember that 
Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. I do remember. Oh, I think yeah. that was last year. That was, was that, last I think it was the year right? before. I think it was the year before. Wow. Don't I even I remember. That's how insignificant yeah. all of it is in the big picture. Right. Totally insignificant. So, you know, as we kind of get down to the last few minutes today, um, I just kind of feel like we should pray. Yeah. I just feel like we should pray. And, uh, does anybody have any specific prayer requests? Like, you know, now's your, now's your time. Let's, let's, let's throw them, let's throw them up here on the comment board so we can cover you. Um, you know, um, Salumbra writes, I'm will, I'm always willing to pray for others anytime in any place, but sometimes I forget who has asked me to pray for them. So please keep me in prayer that I can remember all that asked me. Yes, absolutely. Because when you push into prayer for someone who's asking you for prayer, but you connect with the fact that it's happening because God has ordained the moment to happen, then I think God can really pour into the prayer in a different way. So yeah, we will remember, we'll, we'll cover that right now. Anybody have anything else specific you want to pray for? <clears throat> okay. Well, Lord, we just want to take the last few minutes to be faithful, to uh, come before you in prayer. Father, we just ask that you would release your spirit, that you would release revival across our nation and across the earth, Lord, that you would give us another chance, Lord, that you would allow your name to be exalted above every other name on this planet now while we're here, Lord, that we wouldn't have to wait to not be here in this realm to see your hand move powerfully upon this earth. And Lord, we ask that you would use us, each of us, that you would use us. Use me, Lord. Use Christina. Use Donna. Use Pinu. Use Salumbra. Use Mish. Use us, Lord. Use all of us, anyone listening to the sound of my voice. We give you permission to use us, Lord, to achieve your will in the earth, to touch another life today to be a blessing to someone. Bless us, Lord, to overcome that we could help others to learn how to overcome. Bless us, Lord, in our gifting, that you would increase the sphere of our influence, Lord. If we write songs, help us to write songs that get heard. If we sing, Lord, give us a loud and a big microphone and, and platform that others could hear the words and the melodies that we sing. If we paint, Lord, help us to paint powerful paintings and to have doors open to support our artwork. If we speak, Lord, send platforms and podiums and pulpits and microphones that we could speak louder, that our voices could be amplified. But first, Lord, teach us to love and give us a platform that your love would flow through our hearts in a way that truly changes every room we're in, every person who hears us or encounters us, and every nation that you take us through. 
In Jesus' name, Lord, we trust you today for our provision, for our finances, for our daily bread. And we recognize that you alone are worthy and holy. Only your name, only your name is on the throne. Father God, we love you. We thank you. And in Jesus' name, the way you taught us to pray, we say amen. 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 <clears throat> well, sis, I guess it's time for you to for you to head out. So many prayer requests. Oh, so many prayer requests just came in. Oh. Uh, for Donna, house repairs. Lord, we lift those up. Father, I ask that whatever it is that Donna needs, whether it's leaky faucets, um, new kitchen, Lord, bathrooms, whatever it is that needs repairing in her home. Lord, I know you want her to be in a home that works the way it's supposed to work. So I ask father that you would bless her with house repairs. Lord, um, Vakarian just asked, I need prayer. If I should step up to be in a manager position, which I've never done before, Lord, you never bring us someplace where you can, where you have not and will not equip us to be. So I ask that as Vicarian has put her trust in you to even pray this prayer, that you will help her to step up, to take on the role of more as a manager, and to know that even in that, you are preparing her for yet another pro promotion. So Lord, I ask that you would bless her, prepare her. Lord, help her to be, and I'm saying her, uh, Vicarian may be a guy. I don't know because I don't know... Um, the, the 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 meaning of the word whether it, it, it's vicarian are you a, a a guy or a girl doesn't matter bless vicarian and bless this management promotion and bless bless this bless your son your daughter to know lord that you've got it you've got it you've got it you've got it she can do all things through christ who strengthens her teresa writes my desire to be married 30 years since my husband left me and still no one i pray for teresa's desire lord I pray that you would meet her in the secret place, in the quiet moments where she is yearning to feel love, to have partnership, someone to laugh with, someone to spend her days with. I pray that there would be no fear in her desire. Lord, in Jesus' name, I cast out the spirit of fear. I ask, Lord, that you would, would meet Teresa in this desire Lord, and explain to her if there's something you're changing, something you're growing, if there's some reason why she's still alone, I ask that you would explain it to her. Let her know so that she could stand strong in the waiting period that she's in, Lord. And I ask that you would give her such fulfillment that she doesn't even long for anything outside of you. And then bless her, Lord. Bless her, bless her, bless her with a spouse. In Jesus' name. Vicarian hmm. is a woman. Bless your daughter, Vicarian, in Jesus' name. <sighs> praying for surrender, Pamela writes, praying for surrender of my desires for his, especially in a relationship. This is a big one. Don't I get it? Lord, I ask that you would bless your daughter, Pamela, to know how special she is, to surrender compromise, the spirit of compromise that, that tempts so many of your daughters today to do what is beneath us to do to make a guy pay attention to us or step up for us. Help us to know that only a man who has stepped up in your eyes to you, Lord, is worthy of us or can step up for us. 
So I break the spirit of compromise off of all of us as women in this generation. I repent of that spirit, Lord. And I ask that you release the spirit of purity in us, mind, body, and soul. Lord, today, let us choose purity as the victory lap that we run that will bring us across the finish line of our desires. I pray that for you, Pamela. And I pray that for all the women that hear this prayer in Jesus' name. Hmm. Wow. Power of a Virtuous Woman writes, I would like to ask God to open the eyes of my heart to my heart because I've been so blinded lately. Oh, Lord Jesus, I ask that you would open your daughter's eyes in her heart. But she needs to see spiritually. She needs to hear spiritually so that her heart can be aligned and correct with yours, Lord. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. I ask that you would get her heart in line with your will in Jesus' name. Hmm. There's so many. There's so many. Ashley, power of a virtuous woman. My name is Ashley. Lord, I pray for Ashley, who's been faithful here so, so much time. She's been with us, Lord, and her comments mean so much to Girl Club and to everyone who ever is a part of, of a Girl Club session, Lord. So I thank you for Ashley. I ask that you bless your daughter with all that she needs. And I ask that you increase her sphere. I feel like she is supposed to impact people with what she's learning. She's to take it to others. So whether that is an open home or a group at church, I don't know what that is, but I ask that you make it clear to your daughter, Ashley, in Jesus' name. Hmm. Amen. Amen. You know, Summer, who's not with us today, had a very strong visitation from the Lord that we were supposed to pray more on Girl Club. And she saw us taking time to really specifically go through prayers. So I want to thank you guys today because it hit me, you know, when all the prayer requests started coming in that um, she was, she, I knew she was hearing from God, you know, so we want to be faithful more to do that every week um, because we're two or more are gathered together in the name of God, in the name of Jesus. He is surely in our midst. We know he's with us. We know he answers prayer. So um, I want your praise reports as they come in. I'm Cynthia Garrett. You have been a part of a really awesome Girl Club session. And yes, it was really raw today. So thank you, Christina, for just your heart as usual. You guys, Christina's at home not feeling great. So I ask that you send all of your prayers to her for really quick healing. She got on today yes. and as fabulous as she looks, if you're watching us on live stream, oh, or if you've been listening, she's, she's at home with a fever. So Lord, in Jesus name, we just ask that you lift this fever and you lift this illness off of Christina right now in Jesus name, that you would help her to feel amazing Lord, as she goes forth in healing power. And Lord, let her preach the gospel everywhere she goes in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, that's us, real girls having real talk about real issues and really desiring to apply our real faith. So I'm Cynthia Garrett with Christina Reynolds. Peace out until next week. Love you guys. <laughs> Thank you.
Hello, hello, Quinice Petway here, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. Are you someone who loves to take a deep dive into God's Word, one verse at a time, to explore His will for your life, and desire to draw closer to Him? If that sounds like you, I'd love to invite you to head over to lifeaudio.com and search Your Daily Bible Verse to tune in and subscribe for daily inspiration, life application, and spiritual transformation through the in-depth exploration of God's Word.